Hello and welcome to another Jackson and Peck Financial Group podcast. My name is Daryl Peck, and today I want to discuss the student loan relief bill President Biden announced back in August. I would like to mention one disclaimer before I begin. We understand with the current political climate we are in, as well as this being a hot topic, that many people have opinions about this. I cannot express this enough that we are neither putting out this podcast as a representation of us being for or against this action. Some of you listening in have no student loans or have paid off your student loans and may have strong feelings about this recent action. We are not here for that. We are here to merely provide the details of this move by the administration. We have a diverse client base and realize this may impact a great majority of them. So let's get started. So since 1980, the cost of both four-year public and four-year private college has nearly tripled, even after accounting for inflation. Federal support has not kept up. Pell Grants once covered nearly 80% of the cost of a four-year public college degree for students from working families, but now only cover about a third. That has left many students from low- and middle-income families with no choice but to borrow if they want to get a degree. The typical undergrad student with loans now graduates with nearly $25,000 in debt. The skyrocketing cumulative federal student loan debt, close to $1.6 trillion for about 45 million borrowers, is a significant burden on America's middle class. Middle class borrowers struggle with high monthly payments and ballooning balances that make it harder for them to build wealth like buying homes, putting money away for retirement, and starting small businesses. For the most vulnerable borrowers, the effects of debt are even more crushing. Nearly one-third of borrowers have debt but no degree. Many of these students could not complete their degree because the cost of attendance was so high. About 16% of borrowers are in default, including nearly a third of senior citizens with student loan debt which can result in the government garnishing a borrower's wages or lowering a borrower's credit score. So in August, the U.S. Department of Education announced a few moves. The first is a final extension of the pause on student loan repayment interest and collections through December 31st of 2022, so borrowers should plan to resume payments in January of 23. Second, borrowers with annual income during the pandemic of under $125,000 for individuals or under $250,000 for married couples who received a Pell Grant in college will be eligible for up to $20,000 in debt cancellation. Borrowers who met those income standards but did not receive a Pell Grant will be eligible for $10,000 in relief. The department will be announcing further details on how borrowers can claim this relief in the weeks ahead. One thing that is unclear is which tax year the income would be based on. It could be based on 2020, which is the year most people's incomes were affected by COVID. It could be the most recent tax year, which was 2021. Details on this have not come out yet. However, if the president is pushing this as a COVID-impacted necessity, it would be hard to not use either of those tax years in the income determination. So one planning idea might be for those businesses that have not filed their tax returns for 2021 to consider making larger contributions to their retirement plans for 2021 to reduce income to fit within those qualifications. So a few quick details about the forgiveness. In general, 
federal student loans qualify for relief. Private loans will not. Parent PLUS loans are eligible for forgiveness. The income that determines this is that of the borrower, which would be the parent. In addition, the forgiveness would not have an impact on the child's eligibility to get forgiveness. So, in theory, a parent could have 10000 of Parent PLUS loans forgiven, and the child who the loans were taken for could have up to 20000 of their own debt forgiven. On the flip side, though, if parents with 30000 total of Parent PLUS loans uh, split evenly across three children would appear to qualify for only about $10,000 of forgiveness. Graduate school loans are also eligible for forgiveness up to 10000 Student debt of active students are also eligible for relief. One final addition, if you made payments to your public student loans and qualify under the income guidelines, you may be eligible for a refund of your payments you made, whether they were monthly or lump sum payments, from March 13th of 2020 on. I have no idea how to apply for this as of yet, so just stay, stay tuned. Next, the department is also proposing a rule to create a new income-driven repayment plan that will substantially reduce future monthly payments for lower and middle income borrowers. The proposed rule would protect more income from loan payments. It would cut in half from about 10% to 5% of discretionary income, the amount that borrowers have to pay each month on their undergraduate loans, while borrowers with both undergrad and graduate loans will pay a weighted average rate. It would also raise the amount of income that is considered non-discretionary income and therefore protected from repayment. The rule would also forgive loan balances after 10 years of payments instead of the current 20 years under many income-driven repayment plans for borrowers with original loan balances of 12000 or less. Additionally, the proposed rule would fully cover the borrower's unpaid monthly interest so that, unlike with current income-driven repayment plans, a borrower's loan balance will not grow so as long as they are making the required monthly payments. The plan would also simplify borrowers' choices among loan repayment plans. And lastly, if you are currently enrolled in the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Plan, or the PSLF, I urge you to visit federalstudentaid.gov. There you can see the new updates and relaxations regarding the loan forgiveness program. The department is proposing long-term changes to the PSLF program that will make it easier for borrowers working in public service to gain loan forgiveness. Specifically, the department proposing allowing more payments to qualify for PSLF, including partial, lump sum, and late payments, and allowing certain kinds of deferments and forbearances, such as those that were in the Peace Corps, AmeriCorps Service, National Guard, Military Service, um, etc., to count towards the public service loan forgiveness. So I urge you, go to the federalstudentaid.gov website to get more information. So that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, be sure to follow us on all major social media outlets and visit our website at jacksonpeckfg.com. If you have any comments or feedback or something to add, please definitely reach out. Also, we're always looking for ideas on future podcast topics. So if you have one, shoot us a quick email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Christian Jackson is a registered rep of and offers securities through Royal Alliance, 
Incorporated, and Daryl Peck is an investment advisor representative of and offers securities investment advisory services through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated is separately owned in other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Jackson Peck Financial Group is located at 121 South Main Street, Kewanee, Illinois, 61443, phone number 309-761-8139.